Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here to talk about the what. Oh my God, that's how I am, actually. To talk about that again, Stephanie. No, hello, Stephanie. (laughs) I'm Megan. I guess you just don't ask me how I am. No, actually, ask me how I am. Well, how are you? I'm good. And I'm really happy to be here to talk about the wild and crazy month that is August. And already I must be feeling that wild and crazy because it took me a while to like tell you how I was. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that wild and crazy is very appropriate for this month. And we have a very Uranian month um, happening in August, just a lot of energy around the planet Uranus. And But suffice to say, I think that we'll all have the opportunity to break out of some old molds and even explore a new normal. So let's, with that, let's dig in and we'll go to the first of the month, August 1st. First, And here we are once again at the beginning of the month with some very potent, intense energy. And that's because we have a triple conjunction. I feel like that needs sound effects like triple (laughs) conjunction in the sign of Taurus. So this is very impactful energy. And what I wrote down in my margins next to that was shake up, surprise, breakthrough. So you jump in and let's talk about the triple conjunction. Yeah. So who are the players here? (laughs) The players are Mars in Taurus, uniting with or conjoining Uranus. We're going to go two and then we're going to add the third player. Okay. Perfect. Now this happens every two-ish years. So it's not that it's like a garden variety like it's still a thing it's a big deal like mars the planet of will and desire this is what i want and this is how i assert myself to get what i want it's you know mars could be a champion a soldier this warring battling energy to fight for or fight against right it's where we marshal that will to activate and energize what you know, is inspiring us. So here we have Mars, all of that, plus Uranus. And Uranus, as you've spoken to, is about breaking a mold. Mm -hmm. It's about let's not just accept the status quo. Let's not just accept like, this is how things are done. How else can be they be done? You know, how can we find a new path, a new course, but oftentimes Uranus shakes things up to shake them out through the unexpected, through the out of the blue, and through the surprise. So it definitely feels like Mars Uranus together is people may act in ways that we perceive are erratic. It just may be because they're going off of script. Or we may um, do that as well. And I think we should give ourselves the permission to have the freedom to go off script, to find this other way, to see a new course. So 
I could ramble and keep on going with that. And I will, but I want to stop and turn it back over to you before we bring in our third player. What do you think about Mars and Uranus? Yeah, together, that just feels super potent. You know, Mars is, you know, so fiery and active and powerful. And then, you know, I always say whatever Uranus touches, it changes forever. And so to have those two together, and like you're saying, yeah, this happens every couple of years, but it's always this very dramatic time. And I love that you're bringing up this opportunity to kind of surprise ourselves and, hey, permission to go off script. And you know, Uranus really invites reinvention. And so maybe this is a time to allow yourself to just say, I'm just going to kind of go with something a little bit different or be authentic or, or take a chance. Now, of course, this is all happening in the sign of Taurus, which is super grounded, earthy, day-to-day routine, security, what we value. So it might really kind of be that shakeup in maybe it'll be in big ways, but maybe it'll also be in just those kind of small day-to-day moments that really give us the opportunity to shake up that routine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it could be a little bit challenging in Taurus, right? Because Mm -hmm. Taurus is, I mean, so has Uranus in Taurus been a bit challenging because Taurus is like, one foot in front of the other. Don't change it up. I like my rhythm. I like consistency. It's what makes me feel secure. And then Uranus is like, don't be so rigid. Don't be so fixed. Here's going to be this surprise we're throwing at you. But it's not, you know, I think about it from this perspective is this for all of us to learn what's so inherently important in life, which is flexibility, adaptability, and that the nature of nature is change. And so if something feels like it wasn't in the script. It's like, okay, I can adapt to that. So, you know, I think that's an important skill to know, to really, you know, that resilience is really important to embody. You know, Stephanie, I'm having a moment. I'm feeling a moment. I'm having, I'm feeling a hashtag coming and it feels very familiar and it's stay bouncy. We haven't had a stay bouncy moment in a long time, but if there ever was a stay bouncy moment, I think that August 1st with that Uranus Mars, and we'll talk about the third player, is very stay bouncy. And we were just having a conversation before we went on air with our producer, and we were talking about he was changing plans and one plan changed to another plan to another plan. And we were just saying, gosh, this is, you know, we're learning that this is life now. This is the new normal because you never know. Exactly. I mean, I would also assert that like, to your point, like hashtag stay bouncy, almost like hashtag stay bouncy August, you know, like the whole month (laughs) is so as we'll share in a moment. So, you know, that feel and I'm sure, you know, we will feel this like or felt this like as you know, July ended because we're leading towards this. But it feels, you know, where it has a deeper level of perhaps poignancy is because the third player in here, right? Again, so Mars Uranus every two-ish years, but this is what makes it exceptionally unique is that also joining that pair is the North Node, the Lunar Node. And so it just, again, like it feels like there's more of this greater sense of like, a gravity, a pay attention, Mm -hmm. this is the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to like, 
take off with that in terms of like, well, like you, that combination? Yeah, well, the North Node, and we, you know, we talked a little bit about this before the, the podcast is, you know, what, you know, what is the North Node really all about? And, you know, we have, we all have a personal North Node in our charts, and then this is the universal North Node. And to me, the North Node is like the North Star. It's that guiding light of guiding you forward, just really giving you a sense of purpose and inspiration to evolve and grow. And so this is all happening with the collective. And anytime we're talking about the North Node, there is this energy of like destiny, you know, like what are we moving towards? What is that higher potential or destiny that we really want to go towards. And so, as you're saying, this brings some gravitas to, you know, to the whole situation. Yeah, completely. You know, and I think that it sort of behooves all of us to, you know, not, you know, not, it's not just about like, okay, I'm just going to wait for like the surprises to come and like be thrown (laughs) off course or thrown off script. It's also like, Coming to that, right, coming to the beginning of the month, you know, again, it's not if you missed it on August 1st, it's over because the whole (laughs) month has this flavor. But what can you change up? Like, what can you reorder? What can you repattern? How can you pivot and go not wait for a detour, but go on a detour, but also be Mm. prepared? Like, should there be a detour? Like, you know, there's other ways to get to your destination. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like too, with all of this energy, there could be moments of, you know, like where the light bulb goes off and you're getting new insight or, you know, you're having that epiphany. And I think there's this real potential for like divine inspiration with all of this to maybe give you the opportunity to elevate a little bit. And, you know, both Uranus and the North Node feel very big picture to me. You know, Mars, not so much. Let's just get it done. And Taurus, not so much. But when you bring in that Uranian North Node big picture, I just I just feel like there's opportunity to expand with this, at least expand how you think about things. I agree. I feel like we're going to like dust off. Nobody can see me but you. Like I'm like dusting <laughs> myself off. Like dust off like rigidity, right? Dust off like yeah. I can't adapt or I can't change. It's like, yes, we all have that within ourselves. And maybe that that building of that and the embodying of that actually brings us to a closer experience of security, mm, right? Which is yeah. what Taurus yields. So, you know, it'll be really interesting to see also what happens personally, but also like what are the themes and the trends in the collective? And again, Taurus is the earth, Taurus is money, Taurus is beauty and things and, you know, so, you know, and objects and the natural world. So it'll be interesting to see that. Um, But I, again, I think like, stay bouncy, like, and be flexible and just know there are more ways to get to your destination than one, than, than a single course. And yeah, and, and and it may even be turn out to be even more miraculous and magical and wonderful than you thought. You know, that's to me that maybe the hidden silver lining, not that this is a dark cloud, but that by being willing to do that, you know, you there could be things that are uncovered or revealed that you never even thought about. And that feels very, very big picture to me. 
Very big picture. I was actually talking to a client about it the other day and it was this whole, I was like, okay, just imagine this, like, don't presume that there's a straight line. Yeah. Right. Like or straight road, like that the road curves and like you may not know what's on the around the bend, but have confidence that you can navigate what's around the bend. And to your point, may even bring other experiences that are more of delight Mm -hmm. and interest Mm -hmm. than we had originally planned. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. Well, let's move on and we're going to move to August 11th because on that day we have a Leo full moon. Now you, you can't have a Leo full moon <laughs> with a little, without a little bit of grandeur and drama and creativity and here I am. So, but it's not just a Leo full moon. We've also, it's also square Uranus and what else is in that mix? Is yeah, yeah. So it's square Uranus, right? So we have like the sun in Leo and the moon in Aquarius squaring Uranus. Like, so already yeah. there's our friend again. Um, <laughs> yes. And at that, to your point about grandeur and Leo, like Venus enters Leo that that day as well. So there's all that emphasis on that Leo mm. energy. Right, but, right. But, you know, here's our friend Uranus again. So what do you think about like Uranus squaring the Aquarius moon and the Leo sun? What are your thoughts yeah, on yeah, that? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it just brings us back to that Leo-Aquarius axis, right? And so, you know, to me, Leo is very much the celebration of our unique individuality and creative gifts. It's the sun that wants to shine its unique light. And yet Aquarius is like the collective and the bigger picture and unity and the age of Aquarius, and let's all come together and unite the planet. And so ultimately, with that axis, I think it's very much about, um, you know, yes, celebrating those individual gifts and talents that we all have, but in service to humanity, in service to the collective. And that way, it takes it out of that egocentric kind of Leo sun, it's all about me energy. And what a beautiful thing, really, to be able to use your gifts. And we all have very special gifts, right? That's what makes, you know, this planet so fun and amazing. But to be able to like, put them into service to, you know, evolve the the greater good that I find that very exciting. And so anytime I see that Leo Aquarius, that's what what I think about. Beautifully said. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, and thinking about them, here's our friend again, Uranus or the Uranus, you know, here's Uranus. Um, And it feels like the illumination that this Mm. full moon may bring may be surprising, right? Yeah. Wow. I didn't think that it all roads would lead to that. Or, you know, I have this aha and wow, that caught me like by surprise. And isn't that so interesting or amazing? Like allow yourself that sense of wonder, mm, you know, yeah. not to just, and I think that's part of the message for the whole month, you know, not just to have like strict expectations. Well, this is how it's going to be. This is all that's going to get manifested. It's like, oh, wait, just like yeah. allowing that space to be like, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. You know, to maybe bring a little bit of innocence to the picture and, Mm -hmm. you know, like letting go of, you know, those expectations. And the other thing is Venus, like you're saying, is also in Leo. And Venus, I think, loves being in Leo. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Could I have another diamond ring and some more flowers, please? Um, 
you know, Venus, I think, is very happy there because Leo is so celebratory. Um, so this, the Venus part may bring up energy in relationships as well, especially around the me versus you. And again, like we talked about with the Leo Aquarius, it's really finding that balance between, you know, who you are and what you're putting out there and, and in collaboration or in harmony with other people. It's not about you being bigger than everybody else. Right. And nor is it about, though, abdicating this, the, the you right, either. Right, it's that right. very special balance. Like, it's not about you, but it's not not about you. Just yes, like it's not right, about right. them or another, but it is also about them, the other. So yeah. it's, and that we all need each other. We're like facets on like the same, di- you know, on the collective diamond. Yeah. So it, it, I think it will bring up that relationship dance, yeah. you know, and it could be, you know, your relationship with lots of different things. Right. And, you know, Venus also brings up the money. So, you know, what is your relationship with money? And here we are talking about, you know, redefining and, you know, shaking things up, going outside your comfort zone. So again, this might bring in a little bit of that financial piece as well. Yeah. And I think definitely to like keep that in mind, like on that full moon, because that builds towards that other alignment that happens at the end of the month that we're going to speak that, to. That so other alignment? That, yeah, that, that one. That we're one. being very yeah. mysterious today, aren't we? <laughs> well, I don't know if we were ready to like... We're not there yet, Stephanie. Exactly. That's why I was being mysterious. Yes, yes. Okay, well, but let's move on and let's get towards the end of the month because... Here's our friend again, Uranus. On August 24th, Uranus goes retrograde, and it's actually going to be retrograde all the way through mid or you know January 22nd, 2023. And also just a little note here, all the planets, or not all the planets, but Jupiter through Pluto are all retrograde now at that moment. Yes. So that's where everybody's, you know, we had that moment in the beginning of the year where like everyone was moving forward and now everyone is like retracing their steps. Yeah. So just, you know, as we like to say, like the days around a planet either beginning or ending its retrograde cycle, that planet is large and potent and we're aware of it as like, and again, it's like, (laughs) You know, act number three, starring Uranus, surprise, right? Like, right, right, right. Um, so, you know, stay bouncy, take a detour, just like watch for the surprises and the shocks and also like surprise yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Change no, I love up. that. Change, Change it, it up. up. Surprise yourself. That's very, that's so, what a great Iranian motto. So then, well, let's just keep going forward and we've got more fun uh, the end of the month, yes, I mean that, yes. The end of the month actually ends with kind of a tense note. Um, I'm just going to list some things and then we can unpack them if that's okay. We have the Virgo new moon on August the 27th, but it's square Mars and Gemini, and that feels very tense. And then we have a Sun Mars square, and yes, we have a Venus Uranus square. Um, and then the next day we have a Venus Saturn opposition, and then we're going to talk about our mystery guest (laughs) in just a moment that comes into the mix. So that feels like a lot of kind of tense, you know, power struggle energy there. 
Yeah, I mean, just to right pulling those apart, which feels very Virgo, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Those the apart. devil's in the details. <laughs> you know, Virgo full moon, the beginning, the initiation of something related to being detail oriented, or your craft, or mm-hmm. pulling things apart so that you can we can understand the piece parts to understand the whole. I always like to think about Virgo being, you know, this beautiful season also for looking at our health, our holistic yeah. health. Are remembering that like, what was that song? Like the elbows connected to, to the-, the thigh. No, the elbows, <laughs> the thigh bones connected to the hip bone that's connected to the elbow. Exactly. I think Virgo would be having a meltdown at this point. <laughs> No, then Virgo would be like taking Mars and being like, weird, stop doing that, you know, or whatever. Like, but so the square Mars, um, but thank you, because I couldn't even get that. The pieces were related. I like failed the Virgo test there. You go sit in the corner, Stephanie. (laughs) Um, So a Mars squaring the sun and moon of the new moon, there may be this tension of, you know, Virgo being like, okay, let's pay attention, you know, let's classify, let's organize, let's systematize. And Mars and Virgo wants to move, but move in a way that's like from an intellectual pursuit or Mm -hmm. it's curiosity. And Mm -hmm. Virgo may feel like, wait, just be streamlined. And Mars in Virgo is like, yeah, but then there's this, but wait, it could be this, but it could be that, right? There's sort of that, like this tension that may occur and you know, we may find ourselves, I think it's really important to just be like, okay, what do I want to create? And how can I use my will in alignment with with that, as opposed to feeling like sidetracked, and then getting frustrated, because I was sidetracked or getting frustrated at what I perceive to be other people's sidetracking. Yes. And you know, because Virgo loves a straight line, you know, let's connect the dots, let's have a straight line. And then here we have Mars and Gemini and Gemini does not like a straight line. You know, Gemini is like curious and I'm over here. Now I'm over here. Now I'm up. Now I'm down. The elbow's connected to the hip bone. That's very, <laughs> very, you know, I think Mars and Gemini, and I think they could frustrate each other like you're talking about. So how can we kind of like leave room for both, you know, maybe find a peaceful alliance between that Virgo need to, you know, connect all the dots and the Gemini just saying, you know, stay loose, man. (laughs) You know, life's a mystery. Don't take it too seriously. So, you know, just maybe working with both of those energies, because like, as we're talking, I'm like, oh, I feel a frustration coming on. I, I think that could be what happens a little bit. I think so too. You know, what I was just thinking about when you were speaking is that like, and that either literally or figuratively, analogously, like an exercise could really be like Virgo, organizing, classifying, cataloging books, like organ- rearranging your bookshelf, right? Because you're like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like the cataloging of thoughts or the systematizing of ideas or vehicles of that contain information or insights. But to your point, like, I love how you're like, because usually people where they say, like, I feel a headache coming on. It's like, I feel a frustration coming on. Like, so and being aware of that. And also maybe because it's Virgo, like, where is that living in my body? Like, mm, am I, is my body yeah. feeling agitated or worried and Virgo being ruling the digestive system? Just like, <gasps> am I just caught in this flurry of frustration and my stomach? you know, is caught in knots, tied in knots, tied in knots. Yeah. Well, you should, we should think about a good flower remedy for that, Stephanie. She's, you know, that would be a time where that would actually, I just, I don't want to put you on the spot, but does anything come to mind that might be helpful for that? 
yes, let's see what's coming to mind. A couple. Pine. Pine is really good in terms of when we're being too critical or too judgmental or taking upon responsibility that's not ours. That then could also cause one of the things it could cause is sort of that anger outburst. Right. Uh, the next thing that's coming to me is gentian. And gentian is for like the frustration when we perceive that there's obstacles that are stopping us. Right. And thinking about that Mars wanting to go forward and, and, you know, Virgo being like, but wait, have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? That causes an obstacle. So those are two things that are arising at the moment. Great. Good. Good information. Okay. Do we want to throw in the Venus Uranus square in there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because then we get our other tense moment, right? With right. Venus yes. connecting to. So if we remember back to um, last year, one of the, or the main highlight we spoke about yeah. that, color, that colored the Kairos of 2021 was the square between Uranus and Saturn. Saturn, follow the rules honor the old ways, look back to history, you know, classicism, and Uranus like the teenage rebel. But what about this? What about that? Like, so like the father and the teenager, like that sort of energy of the traditionalist and the progressive and trying to get them in the same room and be in dialogue. And, you know, while it was exact last year, three times, February, June, and December, it's and it's not exact anymore. It's still in play, and we need to look to when a personal planet may highlight them and come into the mix, as it does Venus, our friend Venus and Leo, at the end of the month on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. So, what are you thinking about, like Venus being in the quote unquote crosshairs or part of the party? We'll be positive, part yeah. of the party of of the of Uranus Saturn square. Yeah, no, I love you describing it as a party. I think I think that's really good. And Venus loves Venus loves a party. I I just find it fascinating, and you know that here, kind of here, we are again to some degree, and you know it might be a really great time to like look at the full circle between, like you're saying last year, which was this was the theme, Uranus square Saturn is where have you come with that now that it's coming back around again because you know. The thing about that combination is Uranus is, you know, break out of the mold and Saturn's like, you know, stay the course. So perhaps like over the last year or so, you know, what have you done with that energy? Have you like really opened up and brought in new systems or new ways of doing things that, you know, a new structure that actually allows you to be bigger or more forward moving? I also think when you've got Venus in there, it, it brings up what we love, you know, it's like, and so maybe there's just this really deeper rumination, if you will, what, what do you really love? And, mm -hmm. and you could bring in beauty into that too. And beauty, you know, what, what is the real meaning of beauty to me? And it's not just a outer aesthetic, but inner beauty as well. Yes, right. And that thing we were talking about before about relationships being highlighted, right? Like, yeah. you know, the allowance, the permission to like honor what you find mm. is beautiful or pleasurable or value or that you love. And, you know, the duty to that, like the Saturn mm, duty yeah. to that. And thinking too about, and it's funny, this also feels very Uranian what I'm about to say, because I literally didn't think about this before we got here. So it's very like, aha, uh -huh, oh, right. Um, this sort of like allowing for new things to come in, which is 
the whole month is so Uranian, so Uranian, so Uranian. But then there's almost like this guardrail at the end of the month, which is Saturn mm. square with the Saturn being brought in, which is like, okay, either one, don't go off the rails with all the Uranian, like still like find new paths, but like honor those paths and, you know, make sure that they have alignment. And then, you know, Saturn, pave those paths, like go get some what do you call that thing? Tar, like pave that path. And <laughs> I'm not obviously in the construction of roads world that I, my analogy just broke down. You know, that, that thing that we make roads out of. Right, that exactly. Thing. That thing, whatever, yeah, that asphalt, thing. whatever that thing is. <laughs> but the, I think that that's really like, you know, again, it's like we're being really Uranian. And I think so maybe when we think in the beginning of the month, okay, I'm going to experiment, I'm going to try things on. Uh, and then I know that I'm working towards the end of the month where then I can create structure around that. So I'm not just yeah. like upsetting every apple cart and then like leaving town. It's like I'm turning the apple carts over and then at the and I'm experimenting with that. And at the end of the month, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to put the, the, the fruit back, maybe add in some <laughs> oranges or kiwis or who knows what. So there's like a responsibility, almost like we responsibly go into change and changing things up. And then we take responsibility for that at the end. I am so glad you brought that up because I almost feel a sense of relief knowing that there's guardrails. That makes me, I'm like, oh, okay. I hadn't thought about it like that. But, you know, we're not going to, that Saturn's not going to let us get too far off the road, right? And I, that, I don't know, that gives me a strange sense of, of comfort there. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And let's like, before, before we wrap up the astrology, we want to like also let people know <laughs> that, you know, it's not all Uranus this month, that we actually have, not that that's a bad thing, but we also have some <laughs> lovely, lovely sextiles, right? And so Stephanie, I'm going to, you're the detail person. So talk to us about a few of the sextiles this month that might bring us a little bit more lightness, a little bit more of a sense of relief. Yeah, for sure. So there's lots of different like sextiles, which are like sweet connections with mm. when planets are two signs away. And even the trine, which is like when planets are in the same element. And that is really sweet and really nice. So let's see, there's handfuls of, of the I can't even get that out. Handfuls of these. Like the first one that's coming to mind is on August 16th, there's a Mercury Uranus trine. Mm. And so there's this, oh, but it's Uranus again, but still, um, it's an encourage. There's some good here. So I'm sorry. That's a surprise. No, Uranus is definitely the star this month. So it's like thinking a new way and opening up your mind. And there's this sort of like this flow to um, new patterns and, and, and connecting to new resources and following that there on the 18th, this is really yeah, beautiful. Yeah. There's a Venus Jupiter yes. trine, like let's invite our friends over and drink mm -hmm. cocktails and mocktails and like wear beautiful hats and like yes. candles. It's very social. It's very beautiful. It's like very heart opening and so yeah. we have that and we can throw another one in for good measure. Um, let's see. Oh, I guess. Oh, on August 11th. So that's nice. The day of the full moon, there's the Mars Neptune sextile. So that's there's also right. like yes. trusting how you want to mm. move. Um, and again, just because there was so much Uranus, I'm going to throw one more in there on the 22nd of there's a Mercury Pluto trine. So it's yeah. like, oh, right. yes. you know, that sense of like, just wanting to dig a little bit deeper and understand more, but not in a pressured way, but in a, a way of flow. Yes. Yes. 
Well, thank you for those sextiles and trines, right? Okay, beautiful. And now, okay, Stephanie is getting ready. So we're coming to the tarot card of the month, and we thought we'd be kind of Uranian and shake it up a little bit. We're going to pick a card at random, but Stephanie actually is working with the cards right now. She's shuffling, and she's going to pick the card and show it to me, and then I will, in a very in-the-moment, who-knows-big-surprise way, We'll just we'll find out what the tarot card for August is. I mean, in honor of this like reinventing it month, like we have never, ever, ever done this approach. Right. Before, I know so I'm excited. I'm terrific. so excited. Okay. So tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. Mm. Oh, I like doing this. <laughs> the anticipation. Where is the card? Okay. The okay. card is. The Page of Pentacles. Oh, that's so great. Uh, you know, uh, Pentacles, I love that card. Pentacles are the realm of Earth. And I believe it's the, the Page of Pentacles. It's ruled, uh, is it ruled by Taurus? No, it's ruled by um, Virgo, Capricorn, Virgo. So it's got that very earthy energy. But in the Tarot, pages are like children. So this is actually perfect because pages don't know what they want to be when they grow up. They're, you know, they're explorers. They love to play. They're on a journey of, you know, into the unknown to find out what they want. So they're not adults. They don't have a game plan. And there's so much like innocence, like we were talking about, and joy that comes with that page energies. And so the pages invite you to play and the pages invite you to throw out the rule book and to go on the adventure of exploration. Now we're in that realm of earth. So it could be around your work. It could be around your job. It could be around how you handle your money. And once again, it could be in just the day to day routine, but pages find joy in the moment and they find joy in all those little experiences. So the page of pentacles is a perfect mascot. He can be our mascot or he or she can be our mascot for the month. And the page of Pentacles says, have fun, go on the venture, be innocent and see what you will find. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, that was so synchronistic. Okay. I love that because that just, I mean, A, that it's Virgo, but that it reads like, like you said, like, play and try and joy in the moment. Very Uranian, right? Yeah. That's very like Virgo new moon too, you know? I love that. And it's and this was a really interesting experience, that whole like, ooh, I've never done this before. I've never done this before. And yet like <gasps> there was just this like burst of creative energy that felt really good inside of me. And then like, look what happened. Like, I it, know you're not going to need me anymore. Okay. Stephanie will take us taking over the podcast and she's no, doing the tarot. No, I'm just never. kidding. No, never, never. Well, my friend, oh, did you have one of the, oh, she's raising her Well, I was just going to say, in honor of Uranus and, and, and everything, just like we can talk about what's new. Is there anything new that you wanted to share? Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot. Um, I am keeping... Well, I'm going to announce it. I have, you'll have to go to my website, but I do have an exciting new platform um, for people that is going to include my monthly spiritual gathering. And also I'm going to be doing a collective monthly tarot video 
every month where I'm just going to do a reading spontaneously and get what the energies are for the month. And we can just kind of work through it. And so that's something, all the information will be on my website, but join me. I'm really excited about it. What do you got? That's first of all, that's really exciting. I'm so happy about that. Um, What do I have? I actually, speaking about reinventing or changing things up, I actually just added a host of new sessions to my offerings. So I expanded my stellar guidance sessions to offer a stellar you, which is a natal chart reading with some flower essence recommendations, navigating the now, moving through the here and the now, astro dream work, and also um, a 10-week coaching. So yeah, for people who want to work great. on something intently. So that is what's new for me. Yeah. And just a shout out for Stephanie and I that, you know, we, you know, we love working with clients and, you know, especially with all that's going on this month, um, you know, where's Taurus in your chart, you know, reach out to us. You know, we are really great at guiding you through these kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that too, like that, that, the, you know, all this Uranian and Taurus energy impacts everyone. But again, where to, yeah. where, as a collective background, well, where is it happening? You know, where's 18, 19 Taurus, that like key degrees or, you know, where's that happening for you? And what's that inspiring? Yeah. What's that yeah. inviting? So um, anyway, also big hello, thank you to, I would say hello and thank you <laughs> to our producers, Nick Patry and Sebastiano Tecchio. And Thank you. Thank you for everyone listening. And big thank you to you, Megan. Oh, thank you. I love you. Have a really divine, stay bouncy August. Mm